back, it's Kathleen, and this is This Insecure Life coming at you. I don't even know if it's later than normal. <laughs> it is the time I'm releasing it, so um, sounds good to me. I hope you are all well. Um, I am in and out of wellness. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm just trying to do the things that I can do, uh, which is not always easy, and sometimes that means um, I do less of those things in a day, but, you know, it's, um, it's going. So, this week, because there's been so much going on, um, I really need to start, like, writing down the topics when I think about them on my phone and then fleshing them out a little bit, because I have the thoughts, um, <laughs> I just do them in such an in awkward way, because my brain doesn't work in a straight line most of the time, that by the time I get around to it, I've already lost that trail of thought. It's like one of the best writing tips I think people can give you is to have like a pen and pad beside your bed at all times so that when you are falling asleep and you have those thoughts you can jot down the points and they're not gone in the morning it's sort of like that <laughs> so that will be my practice going forward because um, I do want to bring you good content if you're tuning in I think you earn that and deserve that so um, this week I typed insecurity into Google just to see right sometimes we just need those little sparks of inspiration and um, there's a BuzzFeed article that came up so it's BuzzFeed I'm just being honest about that um, the author is Anna Borges 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 B-O-R-G-E-S um, and that is Kathleen really bad with names but doing her best um, and the title of it is 17 Ridiculously Common Insecurities According to Therapists. So I will link this in the show notes if you want to read it. But I thought like we could go through it together. And I haven't looked at it yet. I've Right now I'm like scrolling up and down over top of the um, GIF at the top. And it's a photo of Jess from... <laughs> new girl saying what's wrong with me and I just like relate to Jess so much it's bananas anyways um, as I scroll down and we go through these things I will briefly talk about them that is what today's episode is gonna be because sometimes we just need to roll with it alright I didn't read the intro because I'm sure it just says we all have the same thing in common so number one you ruminate on the tiniest shit even though you know it's irrational. I mean, I am a chronic overthinker. If you haven't picked that up from <laughs> the like 52 episodes before this, um, stating it for the record, I am a chronic overthinker to the point where I overthink my overthinking and get really stressed about the whole thing. It's this weird circular um, habit that I get into. And 
I have definitely had friends tell me that I notice really weird things and it's usually those tiny little things and it's those tiny little grains that like make me the most insane and speed my insecurity if I'm honest you still don't feel like an actual an actual grown-up do any of us do anyone do anyone does anyone in the entire world feel like a grown-up no no we don't and also I don't know if these are weird things that like are insecurities or rather they're just like random thoughts but I guess like not feeling like a grown-up can make you feel insecure about the decisions you're making so yeah you don't think anyone finds you attractive oh boy who has talked a lot about this I don't know I don't know could it could it be the person you're listening to right now um my body image and self-image has been very very poor the last week in particular and this is a huge factor in it um and I don't want to sit there and just say, like, I thought I was alone in that and thinking, like, <laughs> my immediate thought when I said that was, um, I wonder if they think that I think that other people think I'm unattractive. <laughs> and that is how my brain works and then takes us back to number one. Um, I feel like we likely all have these moments and sometimes they hit us harder than others. And I don't know if it matters who you are or what you do. Um, I feel like there are always going to be these moments in time where we don't feel attractive. And let's, let's remind ourselves that attractive can be a whole lot of things, right? I know um, this is likely very image-based. Um, but I mean, I just worry about not being attractive in general, which is the whole package, whole being. And so I also don't think I'm alone necessarily in that insecurity, but that one is the one that seems to hit, um, a lot harder and makes me harp back onto the body image one. Ooh, circle of insecurities. <laughs> Four. Wow, are we on four? You feel like everyone is always watching you or judging your decisions. Yes. Although, um, I am trying to get better at <laughs> this one. Um, um, during my recent trip, and I think this is something that happens with a lot of people when we travel, is we let go of some of these anxieties because really, you're in a new place, you don't know anyone, what is the expectation? You can be whoever you want. You can say the things that you're scared of saying because it's, it's, you know, it's going to end, right? It's ephemeral. It's not <laughs> a constant. It's not your real life. You're not going to see these people again. So it's easier to sort of drop that worry about being judged. Um, and at least with me, I, I assume everyone's thinking the worst about North Americans. So, like, I may as well enjoy myself. And I'm not saying that in, like, I'm rude way. I'm saying that in, like, if they think I'm a little bit weird because I'm choosing to dance down the street while I listen to my music, that's cool. Um, because there are worse things that you could think about. But I'm getting better at this um, in some ways. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think this is also super valid. And I mean, all, everything is valid. If you're insecure about it, it's valid. Um, don't get me wrong, but just in regards to being a more universal insecurity. You worry that you're crazy. First of all, don't enjoy this term. Um, I find it's very ableist. And so I understand in the context of this, because it's in regards to therapists, people probably ask that, like, am I crazy? And I think that relates back to how we actually use the word crazy and how it's been used historically. Um, so language matters. And this is tangential but applicable I think just for an understanding perspective um, it's like we all have to work on systemically changing how we use the words and how we use the language um, and to be an ally means checking yourself on these things whether that is in regards to mental health if you use the word crazy and you're acting crazy when someone's just upset um you are part of that problem and that's that's not a pointed you that's just we all do this um microaggressions happen all the time but it's starting to become more aware of these things so that we can lessen the insecurity for both ourselves because it's going to positively impact us right when we dismantle these things that are negative and create negativity and anxiety in people that we spend time with, um, but also for those people we care about. Number six, you think if people knew the real you, they wouldn't like you. Well, here it is, folks. <laughs> this is the real me. Um, I've said things that I'm sure I have messed up about, that I've been very incorrect. I've been stubborn about things. Um, I sure um there's always those i think i think i feel like there's a japanese proverb about like there's like three faces and no one ever sees all three at once and there's truth to that right sometimes who we are depends on who we're with and that's not necessarily you being inauthentic it's just um how you relate to someone and those experiences you have mean you adapt differently right and so it's hard to say like, yes, I am 100% me all the time, but when you do your best to live your truth and support the causes that mean things to you in an active way, um, and when I say active way, I mean active for you. It, it means to work with your life and, and your style. But um, this is, I mean, I, I guess, it's a concern for me because I think people don't like me um, and I think I'm being the real me so yes but um, if you're feeling this honestly you might lose some people in your life when you when you start to really tune into what you need and want but it's also not a bad thing and will clear space for the right people to be there for you and it sounds like hokum is that a word and, and poppycock and weird manifestations that I'm still not sure I believe in. But it's true, right? We are continuously in cycles and in cycles with people or in cycles um, 
of energy burned, then there's no room to create that new stuff. Seven, you have random violent desire or gross thoughts that freak you out. I feel like I need to read more about this. Most people deal with occasional intrusive thoughts. Okay. I feel like... I don't know if I've ever been insecure about something like this. And I've definitely had some weird and bizarre and probably things that have freaked me out and been like, huh, I know. Interesting. Interesting that I thought that. Um, but this isn't necessarily something that has personally impacted me. I mean, it's on this list and there per se, it's a big thing. And I can see that being a big thing. Um, I also feel like violent, bizarre, or gross are going to be very subjective. So like thoughts I have about <laughs> relationships and the standards I want for them or what I want in them um, could be really bizarre to people, right? So it is a very subjective thing and I'm sure this is referring to like I could commit mass murder or like I wonder what it looks like to pull someone's intestines out or something like that. I don't I don't know. It doesn't go into detail. <laughs> um but like we're humans and we have the capacity for violence and macabre and um it's just a matter of knowing where the edge is and thoughts are thoughts. Um, yeah. But if you are having intense um, thoughts like this constantly, it might be worth talking to someone about just to make sure you're okay. Because I feel like they can probably manifest when there's a lot of shit going on in your life. And when I say shit, I mean a lot of trauma, a lot of um, experiences that you're working through either in the past or current or both and so um, when I say like go talk to someone I, I mean like go talk to someone it's not a bad thing and you clearly aren't the only one and it's gonna be okay uh, but take care of yourself all right eight you feel at a loss about how to form connections and meaningful relationships absolutely fucking lutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I I feel confused a lot about connections and meaningful relationships. And um what I've been struggling with a lot the last 6 months, I guess, is when I actually feel those connections and I'm like, "Oh, I think I get it. I understand what people have been talking about." And then they disappear, and I'm like, cool, you can't see my face, but basically it's blank, and I'm just nodding my head like, cool, cool. Um, right, well, guess I was wrong, and I can't do that, and my gut is incorrect. Um, but here's the thing. I was in a really abusive relationship, um, I mean, mostly emotionally, primarily emotionally um, when I was pretty young uh, almost 10 years ago now and it's taken me a really long time to say that out loud and I was gaslit a lot and I gaslit myself the most 
so this is where we need to learn to really tune into what's going on and I mean unrelated but kind of related when you're in situations so like I've been I've been working freelance now for 18 months or whatever it's been and I have less headaches I have less body pain I have less tummy upset um, I'm not as exhausted um, I get more done. Uh, my relationships have improved. So when I take all of that, yes, I could be doing more. Yes, I could be making more. Yes, 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 all these things. Um, but it's really easy to get trapped in these situations where we gaslight ourselves and tell ourselves we're not doing enough or we're wrong because someone else is telling us we're wrong. Um, so they must be right because I'm so sick all the time and I'm that like, I'm wrong about this. So it's really, it's giving space. And, it, and I think I've been, when I said earlier, I'm about like the authenticity. I've definitely been stubborn about things that maybe I didn't need to be stubborn about, but in the, at the time, and in that moment, I did. I needed to be unabashedly stubborn about where my boundary was. And it may have been a really silly boundary. Um, I've been in fights about people and their use of social media and not taking things off social media to talk about. Like, I'm like, have the conversation there. And I've been really weirdly stubborn about it. But it's also something that impacts me mentally. Um... And it's like, yes, I just definitely could have vocalized that better, communicated it better. So, like, it's not necessarily the stubbornness, it's that communication point. Um, but I wasn't doing that, and I was gaslighting myself a lot. So, if you were having trouble with this, um, with this not sure how to form connections and create meaningful relationships, you're definitely not alone. And don't, <laughs> don't. Don't make it worse for yourself, guys. Uh, but actually, I mean, it's it's easy enough for me to say, but it's not necessarily easy enough for me to do. So we're all in this together, right? If, if this comes back to just, seriously, try and live your truth. Live what works for you. See what makes sense in your body and your being and go from there. And the rest will form. Because building, <laughs> oh God, we're getting hokey. <laughs> The most important relationship you are going to have in your life is with yourself, full stop. And everything else spirals out from there and is entangled with that relationship. So if you don't take care of that one first, you're not going to be able to form those connections and meaningful relationships, full stop. And I'm done preaching at you, at least for that one. <laughs> uh, you think everyone is definitely happier than you. I actually don't. Um, and if they are, kudos to them. But I'm not here, and I feel like I've stated this enough times to say that happiness is not the ultimate thing life has to offer us. It's not. And you can't fucking be happy if you've never been sad. And all feelings are valid. And 
social media is such a lie. So it's just like, this is not one that um, I feel insecure about. I think that there are people who are further ahead in their lives than me. Um, and that's definitely a truth for some people. But I don't necessarily think they're happier than I am. And also, who cares? There's enough happiness to go around for everyone. You have total imposter syndrome. Hell yes. Constantly about everything, including this podcast. <laughs> you think it's your responsibility to get rid of negative feelings like anger, sadness, envy, etc. So this is number 11. And this relates to number 9. Um, I don't. But there are a lot of people that do. And it is highly prevalent in the yoga community to gloss over any feeling that isn't glitters and sparkles, which is bullshit. Um, anger, sadness, envy, terror, despair, hopelessness, all of these feelings are valid. They're not negative. Feelings aren't negative or positive. They're just feelings. They show up in our thoughts. They show up in our bodies physically. And what they're meant to do is to feed us information. They're data points. We are their computer and they're feeding us those data points to point us in a direction. That is what it is. I don't really do this anymore. I'm not going to say I never do this. We all have our coping mechanisms and sometimes I fall back into old habits, but I am getting better at it and I'm recognizing when I do it, which is huge. 12. You worry you're a horrible person because you don't care as much about a family member as you think you should. I am the opposite of this. Um, this is one of the things I've been struggling with is, is my family situation. Um, just being cut off from people I love. And maybe I'll talk about that the... the next week um how grief differs when someone actually dies and when someone is alive but hates you <laughs> um so do i worry that i'm a horrible person yes does it relate to family yes um but it's not because i don't care about them in fact i care a whole lot about them and that's why I feel like I'm a horrible person because that they don't want me in their life and we're blood because blood is everything. Um, and sarcasm, if you didn't pick that up, <laughs> then um, I must be a horrible person or a monster. Um, fun fact on that, I use the same word. I called myself defective and said I felt defective to my friend about, about this family situation. Um, but also about a um, dating situation. And this is where it really counts to build up friendships and communities that um, call you on your stuff. So she called me on it and she drew that line for me. Um, I also want to note that therapy is a really good option for that and as much as I am so grateful that I have this person and she and she made that connection for me um, 
it is not her job as my friend to do those things, uh, <laughs> at least consistently, right? We, we should be able to trust our friends and have our friends be there for us. But it is definitely um, that defective term is something that a professional and I need to work on. So be authentic in my real self. 13, you've had passing thoughts of suicide. Yes, um, I think I retweeted something about how suicide ideation is essentially a scale and it's not actually what they call it, but similar to how sexuality is on a scale, very rarely um, is it a I am completely happy and want to be fucking alive all the goddamn time. Life is glitter and rainbows and unicorns and I want it. Um, and then, you know, those really dark thoughts. It, it's It's never a binary. So if there's this line of how much do I want to live today and, and where am I at on that spectrum. So if you have been there, know that you are not alone. And let's be honest, animals get depressed too. Um, and when I say animals, I mean like cats and dogs and horses and sheep and goats. They all get depressed and have these feelings too. Um, but we also have mechanisms built in that typically stop us. So sort of those casual thoughts are that like the, the gift they have for this is um, Lilo from Lilo and Stitch laying on the ground saying, leave me alone to die. It's like we've all been there, right? And it's like it's it's casual. It's it's I'm not serious, but I'm kind of serious. But like I really just need to be by myself in this space and that's what it is um 14 you think everyone is hanging out without you i used to think this and sometimes i still get it really bad um i mean we talked about fomo before i've had a couple instances in the last couple months where it's like i've been invited to events and the events were created like a couple days before and i just like get really anxious like oh my god I was a last minute invite and like my friends don't actually care about me um, but you know sometimes I'm not going to be at the forefront of everyone's mind and sometimes you're not going to and it's not the best but also if you're feeling like this initiate you know initiate the hangout initiate the the coffee or the party or um, heading to the beach or whatever it is, you, you can make those plans too, right? Um, and it can be scary because if they say no or they're busy, rejection sucks, but typically it turns into like, oh, well, like I can't do it on this night. So find something that works. And maybe it's not a group hang, but you end up hanging with two really rad people and that's amazing. 15. You don't think anyone can relate to what you're going through. Definitely felt like this in the past. I'm trying really hard to sort of knock this. It's weird to balance that we are unique individual people um, and have unique individual experiences, but it doesn't necessarily mean that people can't relate to what we're going through or can't be empathetic or 
find some compassion for those moments. And even if your situation is outrageously unique, it doesn't mean you're alone in it. Um, so yeah, there's nothing wrong with thinking this, but it is it is something I've, I've been actively working on because that isolation factor can make everything just a little bit worse. And we don't want that. We're trying to make things just a little bit better bit by bit. 16. You keep your thoughts and feelings to yourself because you figure no one cares. I still go through massive periods of time when I do this. I'm trying to be better at not. Um, I'm not so great at what I would like to do is, is ask if people have the mental capacity for me to um, vent <laughs> or let go um, or explain what I'm going through. So there are aspects of it that I feel like I'm working on um, that we've talked about that I haven't quite met yet. Um, and I don't necessarily think that if, if you were doing this and I was doing this probably 99.9% .9 of the time, and now I'm probably doing it 50% of the time. That's a pretty damn good increase um, or decrease. <laughs> glass half full, glass half empty. Um, because I don't, I don't think there's wrong with keeping certain things to ourselves and having pieces of our lives and our experience that as long as they're not negatively impacting us, that, that we just hold. They can be really good experiences that we don't share with anyone because it just is yours. And, and I think those can be really nice. You just feel really freaking alone. Yes. Um, I think this is a fairly standard human thing. And it is why I think embracing insecurities and talking about our insecurities is a good thing. Um, and, I, and I don't mean like embrace them like, oh, like I'm going to like pull it in and that is all I'm going to be is all I'm going to be is my insecurities. Because we talked about it, right? Like I talked about this sort of using them as motivators, figuring them out. Why do, why do I feel really freaking alone? Is there something that I can do to actively not feel alone? Whether that's going to therapy, whether that's setting a coffee date up once a week with a friend, whether that's reading a book from the library because that makes me feel connected to someone and something. There are ways to not feel really freaking alone. Um, that will eventually bring a connection and, and those connections along the way are worth a whole lot. Um, but I, I think everyone feels this, which if every person in the world feels really freaking alone at least once in their life, you have that in common with them, which is kind of amazing, <laughs> quite frankly. 
Um, and that's that's number 17, which is like a pretty good way to go out on. Um, so I will link to this. I kind of enjoyed going through this. I know it's BuzzFeed, but um, it was enjoyable. I, I enjoyed it. I'm just going to keep saying enjoy now. Uh, as always, I'm open to feedback. If there's something you want me to talk about or hear about, hit me up, send me a DM, find me on social media. Um, I've been pretty lax on Instagram the last couple weeks, and it's been really good for me to take that break. <sighs> Keeping up with like four posts a week there for that one account um, was a lot. So I might... I might see if I can't switch it up, um, or I might just not post in my feed there very often. Um, I'm still toying with what's going to work, and that's just what life is. So if you have thoughts and feelings about that, again, open to the feedback. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. If you want to peace out, peace out. If you want to take a breath with me, let's take a breath together. Bye, guys.